I'm Joseph Amari. Welcome to another episode of Bridging Chicago. You can find the Bridging Chicago podcast by going to www.bridgingchicago.com, by visiting our Instagram and Twitter, where our handle is at bridgingchicago.com, or by following us on LinkedIn. Today, I am joined by Jennifer Prout, the president and founder of Elderworks, a nonprofit dedicated to helping find assisting living, assisted living and other elder care solutions. Jennifer, thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Joe. I'm excited to be here. So Jennifer, tell me a little bit about your background. You're from Chicago originally? Um, actually, I was raised in Kansas because, you know, we all have to have interesting backgrounds. Mine's uh-huh. Kansas. Uh, it's a great place to grow up. But yes, I was raised in Kansas, moved to uh, Hoffman Estates, Illinois, and raised my babies in Cary, Illinois. So yeah, we're, we're, we've are we been there most of our lives. Yep. So yeah, love Illinois. And so you were in Illinois for quite some time? Mm, yes. And when you were in Illinois, you started Paxum Inc., is that correct? Yes. Uh, my first endeavor in starting my own organization was Paxum. And Paxum uh, is a A-plus accredited senior move management company. I started with the idea of helping older adults and seniors pack and move mm-hmm. and get organized. And it grew into a much larger organization. I started with me and one person. Mm-hmm. I think our first year of sales was $7,000, which is, as you know, not enough to live on. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> almost 20 years later, uh, we have 35 employees, three divisions, and uh, help, you know, younger folks as well as older adults who have stuff. We don't uh, help newlyweds typically because they don't own anything. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your motivation in wanting to get into this space? Did you have any personal experience that led you there? Um, I have, I'm kind of OCD. Hmm. So I took my annoying habits, like organizing, cleaning and decluttering and turned it into my fun job. Um, it's my favorite thing to do. Getting things streamlined and contained is kind of important in my world. So helping other people do it who can't, aren't able to do it is very satisfying. Uh, we also help a lot of people with disabilities. So if you're not able to pack a box, how are you going to move? Mm-hmm. So uh, we do we do a lot of good in the world in Illinois. Absolutely. And so that's the mission of Paxum. Is that the same mission of ElderWorks as well? Nope. ElderWorks is a not-for-profit 501c3. And what we do at ElderWorks is we help seniors, older adults, and families um, with senior living coordination, advocacy, and education. What that means is uh, we're senior guidance advisors. Mm -hmm. So if someone was looking for anything senior or any type of help or had a question about aging, they can contact ElderWorks and we offer complimentary assistance. So there's never a fee for our services. Mm. And so when someone reaches out to you, what can they expect in the process? Typically what happens is when they call ElderWorks, they'll be uh, taken care of initially by our receptionist who does a little bit of intake to find out what kind of needs they have. If it's something simple, they can give them the information right there on the phone. If it's more in depth, they're looking for help for their mom, their dad, or they're looking for any type of senior living, then they're um, moved to the, the advising team. So depending on who they are, they could go to our social services expert, they can go to one of our senior living advisors, Uh, We are experts in all of the senior communities in Illinois, so we try to make sure that the older adult or senior who is moving, their needs are met, but most importantly, their whole person is met. So 
um, it's not just about living in, a, in an apartment, right? Mm-hmm. Like who, who can just live in an apartment and live there? You don't. You, <laughs> you hang with people. You meet people. It's really boring living in a box. So we want to make sure that all of the activities they're interested in and the people that are their people live with them um, and that they're social, as social as they want, and they are safe and they thrive. Thriving is important. You know, as children, we'd run around and play all day, right? And we're very social and we meet people and it, and we're not scared of meeting people because we're kids. Mm-hmm. Well, as you age, you kind of get a little jaded, right? Because we've been burned <laughs> before with things, you know, life, life happens. And so it's a little harder to make friends and it's a little harder to be social sometimes. So we want to make sure that wherever you do move, you feel welcome. Mm-hmm. You feel like you belong and that um, they're your people. Right. Absolutely. And so what kind of uh, events or like community based programs do you guys uh, participate or host? Oh, gosh. Uh, Elderworks, <laughs> we put on about 300 continuing ads a year for professionals, oh, wow. nurses, social workers, nursing home administrators. Um, it's all education on aging topics. And then for the community based education, we have support groups. We have a caregiver support group. We have a book club. We have stepping out for fitness to get people active uh, while staying home or, or whatever. Uh, we also just uh, put together our 2022 Aging Better Expo, which is in August on the 31st at the Tripon Center in Hoffman Estates. Um, this is, I think, our seventh annual expo. The last two were virtual, which was really a bummer because I like my people. Mm-hmm. And so this year we're doing a hybrid where you can attend the Tripon Center um, Aging Better Expo and go see 100 resource booths, get some free uh, donuts, free coffee, free lunch, um, meet lots of other folks and, and be social. Or you can watch the live stream. So for those who can't get out or don't aren't comfortable getting out, they can also watch the live stream. Absolutely. It sounds like so. that's a great resource. You said the Aging Better Expo. Yes, it's the Aging Better Expo. It's a free event. Um, it's funded by our sponsors. Uh, we have Gosh, I don't even know how many sponsors. We have 100 resource booths. Humana and Madigan Insurance Group are the platinum sponsors. I have to mention them because otherwise we couldn't put on this event. It's, as you know, not inexpensive. Um, so they're very important. The Daily Herald is our media sponsor, so they're helping us get the, the word out that way uh, through print advertising and online advertising. Um, that is not my fun thing, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> I much would rather just go and play and have fun with my seniors than all the background stuff, you know, mm-hmm. the young people like. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm more of a, a senior at heart, I think. Mm-hmm. So. And so you mentioned a bit about education. What, what type of topics do you normally talk about in the educational seminars? Um, Elder Works at, at the expo, we're going to be talking about health. Um, we're talking about, uh, legal, the illegal aspects of aging, uh, finances, insurance questions. Uh, they're very good seminars. We have 12 excellent speakers from all over Illinois um, who are professionals in their arena, and they're very good. Uh, we talk about uh, what to do when you have someone with memory loss or how to choose where to live, if it's staying home or moving. What, what do you want? Things like that. Starting the conversations, the, the biggest reason we have this expo, we put on all of these seminars and we have these resource booths because they are the experts. And when you are trying to plan on aging well, you can't just plan on retiring, right? Everyone plans on the money. I I have money to retire. Okay, cool. Now what? So you've retired, you have money. What, what happens if something happens? 
did you plan on the legal side? Did you have power of attorney for healthcare and property, which is very important? Do you have a living will? Do you have a trust? And as you know, you're an attorney. You know the legal side is hugely important. Um, and then on the health side, if you're not healthy, how are you going to age well? Right? If you're eating McDonald's hamburgers every day, I shouldn't say that out loud, but if you are every day, I can tell you right now, you're not a healthy senior. Right. <laughs> so nutrition, we have some nutritional um, informational boosts and we put on nutrition classes at ElderWorks, uh, all sorts of things. And then we have fitness classes. We have some fitness experts on, on site. We have uh, Advocate uh, Aurora Medical Group is going to be on site as well. They're one of our sponsors and they're talking about health, of course, because it's important. It's not just aging with money, it's aging with your health, um, with a positive outlook on life and uh, something to do, mm. right? You can't just retire and say, I'm gonna travel the world. Well, that gets boring, <laughs> you know? You need to still have your friends and family and your support system in place. Mm -hmm. So lots of fun things. Absolutely. And when you're uh, talking about you know, these health aspects, I think it's so important because like you said, it, it makes such an important impact on you know their quality of life to be not only aging comfortably financially, but aging in a way that they can you know be active and enjoy the things that they're used to. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's one of the questions we ask: What did you used to do? What do you do now? And what would you like to still do? Hmm. Those are important things to know. So, for instance. Um, We'll just take me for example i'm not a senior yet but if i were i would need an active place because i'm very um, energetic <laughs> i would need a lot of people to to hang with um, i'd need really good food i'd need social a lot of socialization in a suburban setting because i like grass and trees and birds and things like that but not not everybody's like that some people would prefer a sedate place more of an urban setting um, they like a lot of people, but they want to stay in their apartment more often than not. That's their choice. Mm -hmm. You just have to figure out what's best for you. Absolutely. And when you're working with ElderWorks, how do you uh, work with caregivers to also help them provide the resources that they need? Well, caregivers are um, saints. I'll tell you right now. It is it's not easy being a caregiver. Um, there's there's a few different types of caregivers. You have your uh, your family caregiver, which is usually a spouse or your adult child. Uh, that's the most stressful job on earth. It's like being a parent all over again, uh, and it depends on the person you're caring for and their uh, medical and physical limitations. Mm -hmm. And then there's the professional caregiver who's paid to help take care of you and the expectations from them. So it really depends on who they are and what their needs are. We do a lot of education for caregivers. Mm -hmm. We have support groups for family caregivers, and then we have professional education for professional caregivers. We just started an organization because, you know, I was bored. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, it's called Dementia Realities. So in collaboration with CJA Senior Life, ElderWorks put together this new organization, which is a not-for-profit educational arm. And what's really neat is we t uh, teach all about dementia and personhood using virtual reality technology. Oh, okay. It is really cool. Yeah, you would love that. Yes. It is um, all about experiencing what a person with dementia experiences. And then you're also third party looking in a CNA taking care of a person with dementia so you can see the wrong way and then you can see the correct way of taking care of someone. It's really neat. 
So that's that's our new fun educational piece we're working on. But I love education. We're huge advocates of education. Absolutely. And the more you know. And so <laughs> speaking on that topic of you know, assisting individuals with dementia, uh, what what kind of advice do you give their caregivers or their family and like trying to help be a bit more understanding in those situations? Know your limitations and ask for help. Mm-hmm. If someone offers help, take the help. Be greedy with the help because you will burn out. A lot of people think it's their job. Uh, I could never be a caregiver. I'm not that empathetic. I, I love humans and I love to help them, but I can't be that person. So I know I have that limitation. And understand that that person with dementia is where they're at in their world and you need to be there too. You can't say, well, you're no longer 17 or 25. You're this age and you can't, you can't repeat that. They don't understand. So whatever or wherever they are in their life is where you need to be as well for them. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah, for sure. And hire, hire help as needed, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Yeah. Like they say, it takes a village sometimes. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. So. And never say no. So more generally, how do you help people stay positive if a senior is dealing with health issues? Well, it is very difficult when you are going through a health crisis to maintain the happy factor, right? You can't go out in life and and always be happy. It's just not how it is. Um, What I would say is accept the help offered to you as much as you're able to and try to remember that the people around you are just trying to help you as well. Right. It's not just about the caregiver. It's about the person you're caring for. So it is, it's, it is difficult. You know, there's, um, there's palliative care, which can help people with pain management and such. And for the caregiver, um, if it's getting to be much and such, you need to learn to take a respite, take a short break, get someone in to help while you go get a spa day, go to the grocery store, go read a book, sit in your car and just breathe, whatever you need to do. Uh, and remember to always have boundaries mm-hmm. and not let people push it. You know, we've had we've had families. Well, we've had lots of families. We've helped thousands of people. But some of the most memorable are, you know, we have the son in California who's calling his sister saying, you know, I don't know why you think it's so hard taking care of mom. She's fine. Mm-hmm. She, I talk to her all, all the time on the phone and she's fine. You're making this stuff up. And then, oh. he, and then he tells her how to take care of mom. And I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah, I like that. That's a good idea. I want to live in another state in a state and just tell people what to do. Mm. Um, at that point, you need to put up a boundary and say, I'm sorry, I can't talk to you at this moment. I'm in the middle of this, this, and this. And if they keep it up, invite them over to help. Right. Or say, you know, mom can come live with you for six months and see see how that goes. Share the, share the uh, caregiving tasks. So uh, when I was like 13, 14, my grandma uh, started to you know have a little bit of difficulty in taking care of her home. She lived in Cicero and she found it a little more difficult to do all the housekeeping and upkeep. And so I remember my mom and my aunt were, you know, going over there fairly regularly, you know, kind of, as you said, splitting the, you know, help and giving care. And one thing I remember distinctly was it was kind of, it was tough for her to admit to herself that, you know, she'd kind of taken a step back in terms of being able to, you know, upkeep the the house and, you know, the things that she was used to. What kind of, uh, you know, situation or advice do you give to people when they're dealing with a parent where they're seeing, okay, maybe this is a little bit more than I'm able to keep up with? 
Yeah, losing your independence as we age, it is, it's not easy admitting you need help. Like I said, accepting help is hard. I'm, I cannot accept help. Trust me, I'm the worst. Um, what I can tell you is that there are support services in place to help people like this. So, for instance, for your 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 grandmother, was it? Mm-hmm. Your mom and your aunt um, can help care for the house and the home and your grandmother as much as humanly possible. But if they're getting tired and they need some help, your grandmother if she is on restricted income, there's social service agencies who will send a caregiver to assist. They might even send a housekeeper to assist. If there, if she or her husband were a veteran, there are new uh, caregiver support benefits for uh, people like her. So there are there is hope for mm-hmm. other people to assist as well. So it's not on the shoulders of the daughter, or the adult children. Um, there are professional caregivers and such out there that will help. Absolutely. For sure. And so you said that there are resources for those that feel they don't have the financial resources to care for their aging families. It's like, like social services. Yes, it depends where you live in the state. Every county is different. Uh, for instance, Cook County uh, uses Catholic charities uh, for their assistance through like the Age Guide. Age Guide is the social service that helps fund them, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so Catholic Charities, Senior Service Associates, those groups are the ones that would uh, interview the person, figure out what their needs are, make sure they're uh, income qualified, and then put services in place. Now, if you make too much money, if you make a dollar too much or more, you can't get services. So it's really mm-hmm. important to plan for your future and protect your assets as much as possible. That's why we're always saying put your, put your money in trust if you have it, put your house in trust. Uh, protect yourself. But social services are wonderful. There's also nutritional projects. Um, You can get discounts on your electricity, on your utility bills. You can get discounts for transportation. Um, There's all sorts of ways to help people that are on restricted incomes. Yes. And it's not easy (laughs) at all, but it is available. Sure. But it's wonderful to hear that you provide those resources. I think that that's something that, you know, we're all going to face these issues at some point with our family and ourselves. So having it out there is a great social service that you're providing. Thank you. So Thank you. When you advocate at a legislative level, what, what kind of approach do you take to implementing policy that assists with these issues? Oh, gosh. Um, we do talk to local politicians and representatives. We don't go higher than that because we're just a small organization. We're also not politically motivated. We're human mm-hmm. motivated. So we don't really have the power to sway anything other than we can get seniors to vote um, by discussing the topic. So, for instance, if there's a large 55 and over community, which there are many in Illinois, we discuss the issues that are at hand, such as there's not enough nutritional projects in Illinois to keep our seniors fed. Mm-hmm. Um, there, There's limited income. Um, Age Guide does go to the legislators and tries to sway them to put more money into the coffers to help those folks. That is where we would go. Um, age Options and Age Guide are my go-to people. Age Options does more of the, the Cook County, suburban Cook areas, whereas Age Guide is in the Northwest. You were saying <laughs> the Age Guide group. Yes. Age Guide, Guide of North, what is it? It's Age Guide Northeast Illinois. Um, they fund all of the smaller charities and not-for-profits so that the seniors are taken care of and other organizations, but mostly they focus on seniors. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And how has uh, COVID changed the face of senior care? Oh, gosh. COVID is a nasty, nasty word at this point, isn't it? Two yeah. years plus now of uh, a scary world. Uh, well, when COVID hit, everybody turned into a cocoon, including ElderWorks. Uh, we never closed. That's one thing we didn't do. We're the only social service around us that never closed. Um, we did limit our people walking in the door, but our yeah. phones were answered 24-7. That didn't change. What did change is the, the older adults and seniors said, I am not moving. I am staying home. And the problem with that is um, they died. They didn't oh. get the care they needed. They didn't go get their wellness checks. They didn't go get their cardiac checks. They didn't do anything they were supposed to do, which is what you're supposed to do as you age is to make sure you're healthy every year. See your doctor. Do what your doctor says. Well, they weren't doing it. So we lost a lot of really good people during COVID, um, not just because they got COVID and died, but because of the comorbidities um, during COVID. And year two, it's, it got better. Um, folks, <laughs> folks are doing better at, at getting out, um, but it is mostly crisis. The last two and a half years, we've been working on a lot of crises versus planning, independent mm. living. Uh, apartments, uh, slight assisted living, they're staying home and it's unfortunate because they're missing out on a lot of fun. And um, the families were really worried that they weren't gonna be social and they weren't gonna be seen. So they pulled parents out of these communities and they basically kept them home. Well, they're not getting socialization then. In a senior community, you're getting breakfast, lunch, and dinner, so you get three touches, plus they're bringing in activities. Um, they've learned a lot in the last two years. They brought in a lot of electronic devices now so that they can keep in touch with their families. So it's a lot. It's I, I want to say COVID was the worst thing on earth, but with every negative comes positive. And the positive is we learned how to take care of our seniors better in larger settings. We learned how to protect our seniors better. Uh, when a uh, senior community goes in lockdown, it's not to be a jerk to you. It's mm. to protect your mom and dad from getting sick. You should say hallelujah, your parents are good, right? right. Uh, we get we get people who are like, oh, no, they won't let me see my mom. Well, it's not that they won't let you see your mom. They just don't want your mom to die. That's a good thing. Um, there's a lot of communities in the spring and the summer and early fall where you can go and sit outside or walk with them and do a lot of fun things like that. Winter is a little difficult because, you know, snow and cold but you will still have the opportunity to see your loved ones. And that's what people need to realize is they're not locked away. They're with other great adults that are taking care of them. Right, right. So, and as you said, yeah. like it's, I think that what we've all learned in the last few years is that we have to be adaptable. And you know, even though there's been great challenges, like it's about coming together and overcoming. Yeah, so, I, yeah. What, what changes would you like to see overall in senior care and how can people help with those? Well, what I would love is a lot more affordable housing. I know people are like, oh no, I don't want affordable housing in my neighborhood. Seniors are quiet. They're the best kind of people to have in affordable housing because they have earned it. They're quiet folks. They're not racing cars down the street. It's just a nice building in your community that where, where they take care of folks. It's no big deal. Um, I would also like to see some more memory care for low-income folks. So, for instance, we have supportive living in Illinois. Supportive living is assisted living for seniors. And if you don't have enough money, you can go on Medicaid, which is a beautiful thing, as long as you don't have a lot of medical issues. All right? You have to be mostly well. Um, 
they do have, they had some test sites where they were doing memory care mm. and accepting Medicaid in these supportive living facilities. We need more. We need a lot more of them because what happens is they're ending up in skilled nursing facilities. It's very expensive to take care of people in a skilled nursing facility, okay? Because you have doctors and nurses and CNAs and everybody's there, you know, trying to do the best they can for people who need total care, really. It's for the really sick and, and dying. Whereas if you just need, you need some cueing, you need some medication reminders, or you need someone to um, remind you to go to breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You don't need to go to a skilled nursing facility for that. There's no dignity mm. and respect in that. There's no reason they can't go into a memory care supportive living facility. So we need more. We need more affordable mm. housing. We need more memory care facilities for lower income adults. We also need some higher quality skilled nursing facilities uh, where uh, people are taken care of really, really well and they're held accountable. The problem is we don't have enough people to take care of people. We do not have enough caregivers. And that's across the state. We are getting emails every day asking for nurses and CNAs and anybody who's interested in working in our, in our communities that we work with. And it's because of COVID. Mm. A lot of people left because it's scary. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's just an interesting world we live in. Absolutely. And so what are some things that young people could do to get involved and, you know, help out with the senior communities? Oh, gosh, seniors the best. Well, I'll tell you this. If you want to learn anything, talk to a senior. You want to you want to be entertained? Talk to a senior. You want to be really entertained? Talk to a veteran senior. They're fun. (laughs) They're they're a blast. Um, I would like to see a lot more like a Montessori approach kind of where high school, even junior high, you get these uh, folks involved. They're just older. It doesn't mean they're not valuable. Their brains have so much content. You, you really need to get matched with someone. So if, you're, if you really want to go into a specific profession, such as architecture, meet a senior who was in architecture. Learn about all of that history. It'll help you in your job. And they'll teach you things you don't learn in school, like the real things that really happen. And you can try to avoid those pitfalls. It's a beautiful world, right? We value our seniors. We need to do that again. We used to value our seniors. Hopefully, we still do. I do. I love them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, your body of work speaks for itself in that regard. Thank you. I I don't know. They're fun. (laughs) (laughs) Most of them are fun. uh, How can people connect with ElderWorks, and where can they go to learn about the Aging Better Expo or get tickets? Well, ElderWorks is based in Palatine. We're at 251 East Northwest Highway by the Ace Hardware in Palatine. Um, we're open Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. You can stop in. You can get some free assistance there, pick up information, pick our 400-page directory up. We print a book for the state of Illinois on everything in Illinois, all local federal programming, and it's free. Come get one. Um, our website's available to anyone. We have tons of articles on there. Um, if you are interested in going to the Aging Better Expo, we have all the information on our website as well, and that's elderworks.org, and it's all E, so it's E-L-D-E-R-W-E-R-K-S.org. Um, we don't bother people. We don't uh, plant cookies on your computer. <laughs> we do not capture your information, sell your information, or give out your information without you knowing, so that's very important. That is one thing that I would love for you guys to touch on with someone who's an expert is how to avoid those websites where they capture your information and they own you. That's (laughs) what I'd like. It's, it's bad. We have a lot of seniors who don't know and a lot of older adults who are trying to help seniors 
go on these websites and now they've captured their information and sending their information out to everyone and selling their information and it's wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not protecting anybody. And then targeting probably advertising. Oh yeah, yeah, all the scammers, they know who you are. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you to all our listeners for tuning into this episode of the Bridging Chicago podcast. You can connect with us on Instagram and Twitter our handle is at Bridging Chicago. You can also find us on LinkedIn by searching Bridging Chicago or visiting www.bridgingchicago.com. And be sure to visit elderworks.org to find out more about Jennifer's work in senior care. Jennifer, again, thank you so much. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bridging Chicago as produced by the SATC Solutions Center. Nothing contained in this podcast shall constitute financial, investment, legal, and or professional advice. No professional relationship of any kind is created between you and the podcast host or guest. You are urged to speak with your financial, investment, or legal advisors before making any investment or legal decisions. Furthermore, the opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the opinions of SATC Solution Center, SATC Law, or any of its employees. This podcast is created by the hosts and guests' individual capacities. All opinions on this podcast are or have been rendered based on specific facts under certain conditions and are subject to certain assumptions and may not and should not be used or relied upon for any other purpose, including, but not limited to, or use in or in connection with any investment purposes or legal proceedings.